0: What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? I Hate Average Podcast. Man, back with another week, another episode. We took a little week hiatus. Um No real reason, just wanted to regroup and figure some things out where we want to take this thing for the summer. And I'm excited. We got a lot of things planned. We have some great guests lined up. Um We continue to push out these episodes. And thank you guys so much for the feedback. I really, really appreciate it. Just... Getting even one email or or one uh, DM regards to the podcast really, really means a lot. And I'm excited when I get it. And thank you guys for the continued support. It keeps me pushing. keeps me going. So, back with another week. We have a great guest. Actually, a returning guest. Michelle Beatty, the career tipper. Man, this episode, she gave so much, so much, so much advice. Um, in regards to careers and entrepreneurship and being organized and staying focused on on planning and then just keeping your ideas intact uh really really in-depth in uh how to keep things organized and keep things intact and a lot of great career advice we got into um we got into how she got started of course we got into that on in our first episode together but i just wanted to rehash it and let you guys, uh, you know, we have a lot of new listeners. So let the new listeners meet our uh, former guests. And it was a great conversation, cool information. Please check her out. She gives a lot, a lot, a lot of information on the Career Tipper podcast. She has some great guests, very inspiring guests. And definitely if you're in looking for a new career or looking to expand your career or you're looking to get into entrepreneurship, She's the one. Contact her. You know, she's one stop shop, right? So, contact her. Check out her podcast. Um, just reach out. So here's an episode with Michelle Beatty, the career tipper. She's back. All right, everyone, back here with another week, another episode. I hate average podcast have a very, very special guest, a returning guest at that. We got Michelle Beatty, the career tipper. How are you, Michelle? Hi,
1: Jay. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be back again.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm excited to have you. Thank you so much for your time.
1: This will be good. I'm looking forward to what you have to talk about.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. So first off, uh, what you been up to? Uh, it's been a while. I haven't talked to you. I think last year was your episode. So, what you been up to for the last uh, eight months?
1: It has been a while. A lot has happened in the last year. I was actually just chatting with family about how much my life has changed in the past year. So, Career Tipper relocated to South Florida, the Miami area, and wow. I'm working higher education and just enjoying, um, helping people evolve to their professional best every day. So I'm really excited about that. And then because I'm working every day with it in a new way, um, I have decided to relaunch my podcast. So I did some rebranding instead of doing the confidence conversation, which I archived on YouTube. I now just have the career chipper podcast and it's just offering it's interviewing um, seasoned professionals that have been at their game for a while, and they offer resources okay. to other people, so they get their confidence, they get the resource, and if they want to work with that person afterwards, they can. Well,
0: that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, congratulations, of course, on, on the new move. Uh, very, very exciting stuff. So I had a specific- Thank you. No problem, no problem. So... First, I wanted to talk to you about just uh, juggling, handling all of these hats. Um, How how do you do, how do you create the time management system?
1: I think for everyone, the key is systems. Once you know your product, once you know what you want to do and you're committed to it, um, the first thing I think everyone needs to do other than know who your customer is, like your client avatar, understand your product, you're, you need systems in place for your vendors. If you are doing T-shirts or how you're getting your supplies, you need to have a system, an order system in place. And then I also feel like for you yourself, set a set schedule that you keep to, like, set hours. If you work a 9 to 5, then from 7 to 9, you're dedicated to working your side hustle. And then also embrace automation. I think that's always key. Um, Be it through your social media posts or your email blasts. Like, get to a point where you can have everything automated to just help make your life easier. You can spend one weekend just setting everything up, but you're set up for the next few months depending upon how you choose to run your business or your focus or by the seasons. You know, some people go by the marketing calendar, so you're in the spring season, Easter season, summer things
0: like that holidays and seasons yeah definitely uh, very very useful information so <laughs> are there uh are there rules too because i know there's resource let's say someone works in a typical office and and uh, they have access to computers and printers and, and fax machines are there is there a certain etiquette that one should use with if ever using um those tools for your side hustles?
1: I do not encourage anyone to use their 9 to 5 <laughs> to, to um, make things happen for their side hustle. Just take the time, go to Office Depot or FedEx Office and get your prints done. Save it on a jump drive or figure out another way. But I don't encourage anyone to use their 9 to 5 to make prints or even um, just be mindful of your time because you are there for a reason true. and so it's to be it's all I, I look at it from the perspective of respect your blessings you're blessed true. to have a job so treat it with the respect and the decency that it deserves and then just take the time to invest in your brand by setting up systems and um, relationship with vendors that you can use on an ongoing basis that will grow with your company
0: true. I heard, um, I think it was Lisa Nichols or someone. They were saying how you should view your job as as your funder. They're they're funding your 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 dream. They're funding your 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 side business. So you kind of should respect them and respect their time because these are your funders. These are your basically your investors because your paycheck is gonna fund your side hustle anyway.
1: I totally agree. I agree with her. I would give her a high five if I I was there having that conversation with her. I just feel like there's a fine line and there's no need to make it money by blending it. Just show respect. You wouldn't want one of your employees utilizing your resources without your permission if you had a team. So regardless if you feel your nine to five or your employer has the resources, oh, it's just a copy. No, don't do that. Respect your blessings. Yeah, totally
0: true. What do you say to those who, who I say they, they have an idea, they have a dream and they get started. And then they realize the magnitude of how, how much the project is going to be. What would you say to, you know, to keep them going to to keep them from being discouraged and, and to keep them motivated?
1: Trust the process, do not give up. Everything is usually bigger than what we initially expect it to be. True. Yeah. Um, so I just say my encouragement is to stay focused and just get to that journaling. I'm a big um, advocate of journaling and affirmations and affirm to yourself in that in that awakening that that person might have that you will have the resources that you need. You will get the funding that you need. You will have the support that you need you will have the clients the the clients that are willing to pay your rate so yeah. you can keep going. So you don't have to feel like you're giving away your services um, beyond you know your initial campaigns that you do because everyone has to at some point offer something free for them to taste test your services. But also claim that your followers are willing to purchase your product and your services. So True. it's a mindset. You have to get your mind right for the unexpected and it will work
0: itself
1: out. Yeah. You got to be patient with the process.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I definitely agree. You just you just talked about uh having the mindset. So what What's what's some um tools that people could use to to kind of get themselves in the right mind frame when they're about to clock in for their side hustle like what's what's uh like is it meditation? Is it is it uh, you know, reading reading a particular uh, type of book every day just to keep yourself in the right mind frame?
1: At this point, how I look at it, Jay, I feel like you just need to know that your future is brighter than what is brighter, and you're worthy of it. Mm. And let that be your fuel. If you need meditation, then do meditation. But for me, um, I just feel like you have to be dedicated to it and you you adjust to that. So meaning, one, you do get quiet to start your day. You do journal or take time in the morning. You start your day out right. You surround yourself with good people that will be your accountability partners. Um, To say, hey, when's that next podcast episode coming out? Or, hey, did you talk to that potential sponsor? You create your energy around you. That's your responsibility. So you create the people around you. You create an environment that's tidy and clean. You eat right so your body can be where where you don't need a nap at night, (laughs) where you can actually have your mind right. Your body is ready to go because you've nourished yourself correctly with water and substance of food. And then you watch your conversations that they're not negative. Um, And you don't let anyone enter your being in your circle that is negative to make you even want to not pursue it. Or, oh, I don't have to do that tonight. Don't put off today. It's an old thing, but it's true. Don't put off today what you can, um, today, which, you know, tomorrow what you can do today. So be committed. If it's just dedicating, if you're not able to dedicate three hours a day to your brand or eight hours a day to your brand, Well, dedicate 30 minutes to researching. Every day, chip at it because you're a worthy investment. Your dream is a worthy investment. And you are meant to live it. That's why it came to you, for you to pursue it, to make it a reality. Definitely. I believe that.
0: (laughs) Definitely. I I totally agree with that. Now, you just mentioned brand. Now, someone getting started, you know, um, making steps towards starting their business, starting their brand how much should they invest like not I'm not talking monetary but um like should they start uh trademarking their name creating logos is it like when in the in the starting phases of, of things like that in the start of, should you just try to figure out the business or should you actually um solidify it by getting LLCs and things of that nature
1: I always say find an expert. That's not my expertise, but I always encourage people to find a business expert, find a trademark attorney, um, speak to people that that is their expertise. I know where I have heard where some people wait a year before they pursue their trademark, where they know that their brand is their brand. They define what it is. They know that this is the exact product and service that they want to offer long term, or some people are building a brand to sell. Like there's so many aspects of it. I say do your research, meet with that expert that can tell you what works for your state and as also where you are as far as like the nation in regards to what you need to do to follow the proper protocols and Definitely. and the investment that you need to make it happen. Because um, every time, everybody's timeline is different. I've seen people be in business for one year in trademark. I've seen people be in business five years in trademark. Some say they should wait. Some say they shouldn't have waited. It just depends on the individual. But I do say do your research and know for yourself um, in addition to what the expert says.
0: Yeah, makes, definitely makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. So, okay, it's another transition so you've been working for a year. You created a little bit of revenue, um, probably enough to start sustaining yourself. Um, when do you know, if ever, when do you, or is it just a leap? When do you know that it might be time to go from side hustle to full-time situation?
1: Well, and- one, you definitely need your systems in place. You want to know that you have a solid client. A client base. So now I've heard different things where if someone has a spouse or a partner and they're able to, or a support system and they're able to step out and 100% pursue that dream that they have because they feel that the business model is solid. Mm. Some people don't wait. You know, they just they they see they believe in the model, the business plan. Not everybody believes in the business plan. Some do, depending upon your area of focus, but. They step out, they think it's solid, and they pursue it. Some people, they've saved and they've managed their money correctly. They don't have a lot of um, living expenses. They have minimal debt, and they they can make it work. Maybe their house is paid for. They don't have to worry about that. So all that to say, everyone's different. I've seen some people where they have a savings of a year or two years before they have— They step out out there and and they pursue their business full time. They have replaced their income from their nine to five with their side hustle consistently for three to six months. And then they save up another six months and they transition out of their nine to five. So everyone's different because you never know their background and what they're coming from and the resources and support that they have. So it's an individual piece but be ready when you do it for whatever the outcome can be but we're looking for and planning for success so we're expecting great things
0: of course of course yeah <laughs> so um previously you you said something i think is major um about surrounding yourself with the right people how how do you, how does one surround themselves or begin to surround themselves around the right people because you know sometimes starting businesses or or creating brands it's kind of unusual to, you know, the the average family member or or friend, you know, it seems something so out of the box. So how do you create the your environment to be surrounded by the right people who encourage that?
1: One, you have to believe in yourself because you want to make sure that your whole in your mind. In your thoughts, that you're not being your own negative energy attractor. So you need to make sure that you're positive in your thoughts and your conversations. Your self-talk needs to be positive, and that you believe in yourself. Mm. And then I feel like you need to research. The next thing you should consider doing is research those that you need to know through different organizations, networking. Um, people make great business alliances from different people on social media and what do they stand for and then like you will eventually attract your tribe. Wow. And you'll know who who you need to be around and what you need to do and you want people that will stretch you but also not only them stretching you you want to stretch them. You want your your network to be a mutually beneficial thing not just you taking from people but you being able to reciprocate and vice versa because then everyone's rising together. True. And, so, and that's what you want. You don't want someone that's a dream killer. If you have dream killers around you, what what within you could be attracting that for yourself?
0: Yeah. But I just want, like, okay, let's say your, your dream killer is your best friend from eighth grade or your Aunt Susie. How do you begin to separate yourself from that? Or do you separate yourself from that?
1: It's a personal choice, but I have no problem saying all bets are on me and if you want to shift you can make a shift you it's okay to you don't have to make a grand announcement it doesn't have to be a production if you're gonna cut ties with someone because they are not in agreement with you life gets busy things happen sometimes silence is great sometimes Hmm. they recognize it within themselves like okay I maybe wasn't what I needed to be for you at that moment It, it all has to do with maturity level and and also understanding what you need to do to accomplish your goal,
0: mm. how how you need to stretch yourself. Yeah. That's true. That's true. It's definitely great, great, great advice. So what's something um, that kind of helped you, like, on a personal level when you started becoming the career tipper? Like, what's something that made you just say, you know what, today's the day I'm ready to start?
1: When, for me, what made me committed to Career Tipper is when I personally went through my own layoff and I had relied on a nine to five for a while and I had always toyed around with the idea of starting my own side hustle. But then when I went through the layoff, it was even more like, Michelle, where would you have been if you had been consistent with pursuing Mm -hmm. your side hustle? Maybe this transition wouldn't be as challenging as it was, and since I was working in the career services industry within higher education, it was like even more of a passion because I, I knew what resources to share with people to help them connect to their jobs when it came to being professional, professional development, personal development as it related to their career. And so it was my passion. So I was fueled by my own personal experiences yeah. um, to, to stay committed to Career Tipper. And to really define what it stands for, because it has evolved over the years that I've been doing it. So I've gone from being a blog to publishing my first book to um, being a professional speaker. But I realized my sweet spot is podcasting. So I make everything work within podcasting right now. Like I really enjoy it and I like the interaction and I just I look forward to working on it on you know almost on a daily basis at this point so that's where career chip has brought me and i'm excited to see where it goes next but i'm fueled by my own personal experiences and what i've seen others do and that keeps me committed to making it happen because i know if i can help one person then it's worth it because of course how hungry have you been for one person to see you and understand your dream that helped you take it to the next level
0: definitely so what's What's some of you, now that you're in higher education and you're helping, you know, you meet the different types of people um, involved in different types of uh, challenges with people. What's some of the most common challenges that people are having when it relates to their career or their business or brand?
1: I would say debt and knowing that you're worthy for the position. Okay. Debt, doubt and knowing that you're worthy. Uh-huh. So Th- Those
0: three. Yeah. So do you think that there's people who are kind of afraid to pursue certain positions or afraid to pursue certain things because just they, they haven't seen it before or they just don't think that they can accomplish it?
1: I think all of those are factors that sometimes. Sometimes when I say debt, it also... Means um, obligation because mm. if you if you're funding a lifestyle, or you're or you're um, committed to, you know, paying off your house or however the case may be or putting your child through college. Depending on where you are in your career or you're just starting out, and you want to establish renters history. I mean, it can be so many different things, um, but it's all. It, I shouldn't say debt, so to say, but financial. Sometimes changing a job that can be unnerving for some people because you're leaving one thing, you know what you're getting every day when you come in for the most part for something that it could be more money or it could be a lateral, but a better opportunity. But you still don't know what you're getting yourself into other than through the interview and what you observed. So sometimes people are not so quick to say, okay, well, let me go here because they're committed to their plan. With, and there's nothing wrong with that, but that's just for some people a factor of why they will not step out. Doubt, it comes down sometimes to just skills. Like they don't know, they don't think their skills are up to par, but sometimes it's not even about that. Sometimes it could be your skills are where they need to be. However, you bring great interpersonal communication that can help them take things to another level. You have situational leadership behind you mm. where you understand which how you need to navigate situations. And then I also feel like worthiness is a piece because sometimes people let things like you said, um, your friend from 8th grade or your friend that didn't believe in you and those voices get in your head and sometimes people are completely qualified but they stop themselves from moving forward because those voices, how who you choose to interact with they're like
0: resonating in your head, and you don't even go for it that's true that's, that's that's major so you just said something too um how people might downplay their qualifications, so are there skills that that people can um you know it's not the common you know uh it's not the common thing that you put on your resume but are the things that people can use. To kind of leverage to get positions or to get opportunities that are not so common. Like like we say interpersonal skills or um, let's say you live in a certain, you're from a certain background. So you could use that as leverage also. Just something that's not as common, like not just straight education.
1: Well, sure. It just depends on what industry you're going for, what position you're going for, entry level, senior level. Um, you know, sometimes you're if you're a great negotiator, sometimes companies are looking for that. It just that's just one aspect that could apply to almost any industry. But sometimes you need a certain skill, Mm -hmm. so um, you are have to be open and ready to know what that is. And that's where I think for those that are seasoned in their industries, or even those that volunteered a long time, because I'm going to. I'm speaking on for novices and seasoned professionals. If you stick in one industry or you have developed a, a skill that is transferable through different industries, people are going to want that. If you're good with logistics mm-hmm. and you understand the conversation, or if you're good with sales and you know how to drive sales, well then so I'm in higher education right now, so sales skills can transfer into working for a school potentially in regards to admissions because you want enrollments, you know. So It's it just I think it's all about perspective and knowing where you can be if you know different languages if you're bilingual or trilingual well that can help you for government roles potentially or that could help you for legal if you're a project manager that's definitely an industry that is definitely um, transforming a lot and it's this its bandwidth is stretching all over different industries now where project managers are needed. But you taking that time to make sure that you're developed, I always feel like you develop the skill eventually, there there an opportunity will present itself that you can fully flourish in that by utilizing a skill, that skill. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely thank you. thank you so much. Uh, great advice, great advice. So how does one let's say uh to those who kinda lack confidence um, let's say you're going into an interview or an investment meeting, or you just want to try to get comfortable selling your product or business. How how does one you muster up confidence whenever when they feel that self doubt and you're about to go into that interview? How does how does one uh you know put themselves at ease?
1: Look at the facts. What are they bringing to the table? know your value beforehand Mm. and let that reiterate your confidence. If you know that you've had a track record of great successes and you have metrics and you have the testimonials and you have people that are willing to recommend you, you read those, you Mm. reiterate that, you reiterate why you're qualified to sit at that table with the investor. There's something about that idea that they know that, is in an interest to them be but that's also knowing who you're talking to, right? So you don't want to just talk to any investor. You want to make sure that that investor is looking for an opportunity like you, and you want to work with an investor that is giving you those resources or financial support that you need to grow the vision. So True. you want to know that when you know that you're going somewhere and it's a well-matched opportunity that makes you more confident too, because you're not being random.
0: Mm. True.
1: You're, you're going and educated and it's like okay well this is a right fit because our visions align or what they're willing to invest is what I'm willing to look for um, you know you know what you're doing you know your metrics and also you know what your your capability so you know how not to sell yourself short because you've taken the time and I'll say before you even get to the point of meeting for an interview or meetings with an investor I always say practice and anyone, a lot of professionals and life coaches or whomever will tell you, you know, sometimes it's good to practice in advance, practice your presentation, make sure you know something about them before you sit down other than you're interviewing for the job. Like, you know, utilize social media. LinkedIn is a great opportunity. Understand the company. What, what do they stand for? What is their track? Who who have they worked with in the past? And how do you potentially mimic something that was a great success story for them? Like where are their comparisons? All those efforts is not in vain. All those efforts boost your confidence. So when you set the table, you are spot on smiling and you are exuding confidence because you've done all the pre-work you possibly needed to do.
0: Definitely. You just, you just answered my question. So I was just going to ask you, uh, the preparation kind of puts you more at ease. The the more prepared you are, the more comfortable you should be in any situation. True. Yeah. yeah. You
1: still might get a little nervous, but when you when you hit that zone of speaking when, you, when the when the dialogue starts, all that's going to rise to the top and you're just going to it's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah. It's going to be you second get- nature. Right?
1: It's going to be second nature. You're going to learn. No matter what the outcome is, you're going to learn. You're going to learn something else about yourself. You're going to learn something else else about your business and how to interact with people. And And you could close the deal or you cannot close the deal. But the biggest thing is how you look at it. What is your perspective when you walk away? Lesson learned, not failure. Yeah. True,
0: true michelle thank you thank you thank you for your great tips a lot of a lot of information um let people know how they could reach out to you how they could buy the book how they could hear the podcast everything people want to people need this information so how can they reach you
1: (laughs) thank you jay well my book can be found on amazon confidently you 21 day action plan to your professional best and my podcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and on SoundCloud. Okay. And you can find me on Instagram at CareerTipper. And also you can visit the site CareerTipper.com.
0: Great, great, great. Thank you so much for your time again, Michelle. I, I would love to have you back on again whenever, I, whenever you can.
1: Well, thanks, Jay. I'm ready. This has been great. I'm so thankful that you asked me to reconnect. I'm, I can say I'm a repeat, so this is <laughs> awesome. Huh? Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate podcasters need to support podcasters, so sure. yeah,
0: You're absolutely right. There you have it. That's the episode with Michelle Beatty, the career tip. I told you guys we had a lot of information on this episode. A lot of fun. Very, very in debt. I hope you guys are interested, please check her out Please contact her The Career Tip of Podcast Check her out on all social media Definitely she gives She's very willing to give information And help you guys out So please check her out As always, continue to support our podcast You can email us Show at AverageJay.com Once again, show at AverageJay.com Let us know Who should be on the show Let us know how you feel about the show. Also, you can rate and review on all podcast platforms. Spotify, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud. Let us know how you feel. And Instagram. You can let us know how you feel. I Hate Average podcasts on Instagram. Also, check out our YouTube page. We're definitely going to be putting up a lot more stuff being that it's summertime. Got the cameras rolling and, and, and Everybody getting fly now. It's that time of year. So uh, check out uh, our YouTube page. Just uh, search Average J. Which is me. So just search that on YouTube. You can check us out. Also, I got a special project for the summer. I want you guys to just stay tuned for. But we're going to be have a lot more episodes. Um, we do it usually weekly. But we're going to be ramping it up. And I'll let you know. More information on that in the next coming days So stay tuned to Instagram And things of that nature And uh, we'll keep in contact And I'll talk to you guys next week